0: Hello and welcome to another episode of Sports and Songs Podcast. We're your hosts, Dan and Andy. Today is December 5th, 2021. Yes. How are you doing, Andy? I'm doing well. Doing well yourself? Doing good. Lots, lots of sports, lots of stuff going on. We're overwhelmed here. We are on season three, episode number four here today.
1: Yes. First of all, shout out to the Tree Frogs. Good show on Friday night.
0: Well done. I posted a photo on the uh, Twitter account and Facebook page. Good, good group. They're very entertaining, very good, and a fun band to watch. Uh, They're always good.
1: All right. Yeah, we got a lot of stuff to cover. Uh, College football. So the bowl games are getting announced. College basketball, high school sports. But uh, some baseball news, but first... The trivia. Speaking of college bowl games.
0: Yes, trivia question. Yeah, trivia question today is, um, for those familiar with college bowls, is they come up with a phrase when they announce the bowl games. Uh, the phrase is the phrase is the new the new the new year's six the new year's six, and the question is, what does that mean? What what is the new year's six? What games oh.
1: are the new year's six? All right. We know there's, uh, you know, we and know there's 40, it's not know the same like when we were kids either.
0: Yes. Now there's 41 bowl games, yep. but there's still the big, the big six, the New Year's six. And so the answer is, the question is, what is that? We'll define that. Go over that at the uh, toward the end of the show before the music session, section. Yep. Right Andy, you want to start
1: off with with any college, uh, high school sports? I got some other sports here. Just a second. First of all, starting off with the big news here. Um Major League Baseball the last hour has announced the Hall of Fame. Now, this is not the Hall of Fame ballots we talked about a couple of weeks ago. This is like uh what's called the Golden Ballot or the Veterans Committee, if you will. Has uh, put six people in. You got CI uh, Kitty got the news, there's Tony O getting the phone call. Very good news, about local Twitter, or local guys, twins guys. Uh Couple stats: Katie, sixteen Gold Gloves, three-time All-Star, two hundred eighty-three wins, twenty-five Major League seasons. Um, he also had a you know sixteen Gold Gloves. That's like Greg Maddox numbers. So you know. Um, and then uh, Tonio was Rookie of the Year, eight-time All-Star, three-time batting champ, two-time World Series-winning coach with the Twins. Um, O he should have made it earlier. He had knee issues in his career. I'm glad they recognize him here now. And I don't know what the hell kept them from putting Kitty in until now either. But so they're in on the Mets and Gil Hodges, former manager makes it in. Also, um, no word yet uh, for Kitty and Gil, as far as I know, what hats they're going to have wearing going in because they did play with different teams. So we'll see, uh, the golden era ballot did put in Gil Hodges, Kitty Cott, Minnie Minuso. Finally, Antonio were elected. And uh, just so you know, Gil Hodges, if he goes in with the Mets, he'd be the third Mets player in. Now, yes, Gary Carter is in the Hall of Fame, but he went in with an Expos hat on So those with Mets hats are Piazza and Seaver. Twins hats. Burt, Rodney Carew, Armin Killebrew, greatest twin player ever, Kirby Puckett. So Tony will be added to that list. And like I said, not sure where Kitty will go, if he'll go as twins or how else will go in. But... Uh, Pretty sure he'll go in as a twin. Awesome. But uh, so that's, that's exciting news there on the baseball front. That's good baseball news. Um, going to the soapbox, not baseball related, but we already get to the soapbox. And then kind of jump to a song's end of it here. Oh, great. The Foo Fighters announced they're coming to concert in Minneapolis. And then three hours later. Oh, great. We're not coming. Because we're better than God and can change the rules I guess I don't know um they they announced they're coming to the Twin Cities you play at Huntington Bank down on the U of M campus the football field outdoors outdoor then three hours later oh no we're we're too good for the law we have our own rules and you're not following them so we're not gonna let you do this due to Huntington Bank's stadium's refusal to agree to the band's COVID safety measures, Foo Fighters are unable to perform at that venue. We apologize for any inconvenience, blah, 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 blah. This is off the Gophers page for Huntington Stadium, Huntington Bank. All individuals, regardless of vaccination status, are required to wear a mask or face covering that fully covers both mouth and nose while indoors. The lone exception would be when individuals actively eating or drinking. Indoor facial covering requirements include indoor areas of the predominantly outdoor venues like Huntington Bank Stadium, uh, such as elevators, restrooms, first aid rooms, enclosed premium areas, etc. All individuals are strongly encouraged to wear a mask or facial covering while outdoors in large public areas. I did not put that in bold. That is on the gopher website in bold large outdoor public areas, including open air concourses, exterior entry and end, exit gates, parking lots, seating bowls, etc. They are following the Minnesota Department of Health and the CDC guidelines to the letter here, and that's not good enough for the Foo Fighters. So good luck Foo Fighters fighting somewhere else in Minnesota, because we all do that too. No one needs your money bad enough to change the rules for you for one night. You're not that important.
0: Very sure. interesting. They announced Andy the the tour schedule, the dates, and the locations. Yep. And like you said, right away, this this was big news. This was almost like a press release announcing yep. the canceling. Now I don't know how that happens that soon. Uh, it normally, if there's cancellations in a concert, you'll hear about it for those following on. Um, those areas of the internet, uh, the various forums that follow this, but it's not a big press release news. This was pretty big news that they pulled out. And I don't know how it got to that point, but it really was shaming the Minnesota Gophers who, in my opinion here, didn't, didn't, they didn't do anything wrong. They didn't change,
1: change anything. They didn't do anything wrong. First of all, your staff who fires should have looked at this before you started booking arenas. Hey, you guys do X, Y, Z, and one, two, three, don't you? Yep. Signed off. And then also now the band comes up and I'm saying the band, am I throwing David Grohl and the rest of them under the bus? Yes. Cause your name is the Foo Fighters. You're the face of your brand, your organization. And that includes your attorneys, your accountants, your agents, your everybody else's, but you're the face of the team. So yeah, we're throwing you guys under the bus. Um, and it seems lately, like in the last, before COVID, like in the last five, six years, and I, okay, I'll say it, the Obama administration, when it became more actors and musicians involved in politics, they all kind of put themselves above it. And it's all these musicians that are like a little old, or older than us, our generation and older, the Foo Fighters. Um, God bless them, but I love Paul Stanley Gene Simmons, but they've gotten a little too cocky for their own bridges lately. Um some of the other Bruce Springsteen's been real bad the last 10 15 years a lot of these other guys it's like you're just musicians shut up and strum your guitar and sing your song I don't care what your political beliefs are don't put them in your music and just keep it the way it is but they're they're trying to influence that way which if you want to think it's in the 60s and sing peace love you know kumbaya go right ahead I'm not buying it well but you know they
0: their their announcement really got into some heavy what I would say Uh, almost legal crafted words. They're using the words. We'll have to find a suitable replacement. We have to go somewhere that makes safety a priority and things like that, where they, that press release really threw the university of Minnesota to the curb. And we have to reiterate. And and I agree with you here. I'm also a big, I used to be a big Foo Fighters fan, but you're right. Five, six years ago, they got to be really into politics. I think uh, Dave Grohl in particular, yeah, a lot of fans fell away from that, myself included, because of that. And this, I don't think, has anything to do with with anything other than politics, this, uh, yeah. this backing out. This was done on on uh, whether or not it was done on purpose or not, but it was exploited, I think, for that purpose because they canceled. No one, no one else canceled. These are all outdoor yeah, arenas, I
1: believe, right? Yeah, there's a few others. There's one other one out in uh, the Maryland area, I believe, that they are having issues with, too. They're looking here on their press release when it's signed with the Foo Fighters logo. To me, I'm reading that as the four members of the band are saying, oh, "We're too good for you." Yeah. They could have said Foo Fighters and their management, and that put the whole group, the whole business umbrella. I'd still be upset. But I mean, you're saying it's the band. Us as the band don't like you. And it's
0: placing them up up here, which they're not. They're they're pushing them yep. down here, which uh, is not the case you're having, you, you're working with an agreement to get the arena for a concert venue. They're right. the ones holding all the cards. They're the ones in control. Huntington bank here is in the control and they're going to say yes to things that they're going to allow and not allow. But here it's saying that they refused to agree. And that's not the case, Yeah, that's not the case. They, they just said, we didn't change our rules. It's the same for everybody, whoever comes here. If you don't want to come here, fine, go somewhere else is all they said. And Foo fighters took that personally
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: and that's what and, they didn't
1: like. And here's the last the last line here from the Gophers press release: Our staff is working closely with government, excuse <coughs> me, government and campus officials to monitor the guidelines. <coughs> so it's not just them on their own thing.
0: Yeah, uh, it's this. This is this was done was poorly. <coughs> poorly done, I
1: think. Yep. National championship college football, uh, some big games over the weekend. Those are all sided up. Here's how the final rankings came out bama one michigan two georgia cincinnati sorry notre dame so the top four stayed the same they just kind of bounced around in positions um i'm okay with the way the standings are i guess i you know Bama went from one to from three to one well because they beat the number one team so that's kind of just and i could see why they didn't put georgia four Because those two teams just played each other. You don't want them playing each other again right away type of thing. I'm I'm guessing. But Michigan is number two. They will face Georgia number three in the Orange Bowl on December 31st. The other game, Alabama and Cincinnati will also be December 31st. I believe that one um, is in uh, in Texas, Cotton Bowl. More Big Ten teams. The Mighty Pinstripe Bowl. Wednesday, December 29th in the Bronx, Maryland and Virginia Tech. The Guaranteed Rate Bowl, it's the Gophers in West Virginia on December 28th in Phoenix. The Guaranteed Rate Bowl or the We Should Be Bowling Green and Got a Better Bowl, Peach Bowl, Michigan State, and Pitt on December 30th. Also December 30th, the Music City Bowl, Purdue and Tennessee. Las Vegas Bowl on the 30th. Wisconsin and Arizona State, Capital One Orange Bowl, like we just covered for the national championship, Michigan and Georgia, Outback Bowls, Penn State and Arkansas on the first, Citrus Bowl, Iowa, Kentucky on the first, and the Rose Bowl, Ohio State and Utah. I remember when the Rose Bowl used to be like the Big Ten champ and the Pac-10 champ, Yeah. and they changed it when the whole Bowl championship series came, which I get. But since the Rose Bowl's not in that mix this year, they should throw it back to the Big Ten and Pat Ten. you know, Big Ten champ for Michigan, but they're in the bowl championship. Well, will make it Iowa. They lost that game. They should have got the Rose Bowl. I digress. I I agree. Yep. The Bison football playoffs. We're starting like football playoffs here. Uh, they did beat Southern Illinois. Now they play ETSU. Now this is just in their bracket. They win this game They go to the final four. They're not in the champion this. Just their bracket, their region, so to say. Region, yes. If, if you look at the your four brackets on thing, that's theirs. Gopher News. Volleyball. The Minnesota bracket they did have, or Minneapolis bracket they won. Uh, they beat South Dakota three love, and then uh, beat Stanford three nothing. So that's cool. So they'll face Baylor, who's the five seed next. And the winner of that plays with the, the UCLA Wisconsin bracket, and that's those games are being played in Wisconsin. So if we get upset Baylor, we'll play the winner of Wisconsin UCLA to keep moving on there. Go for hockey, the boys' men's team. Uh, split with Michigan up at Michigan. Then they got the U.S. National Under 18 team coming up Monday, January 3rd. Then Michigan State in January. Yes, January because. As long as I can remember back to the Woog days, go for hockey. Always had most of December off because of finals and stuff like that. A lot of the teams do for hockey. So, won't hear much college hockey around here for a while. But so that's where they're sitting. They're sitting 10 and 8. Next games will be after the first of the year. The women, their 25th season. Uh, one and tied. Number one, Wisconsin. So that's good. That's good. They'll play this next weekend, at Minnesota Duluth. you see January 4th, the Minnesota Whitecaps, at exhibition. I hate to use the word semi-pro, because I always – you know, that sounds kind of bad, but they're semi-pro. So they're not a minor league team. They're not associated with the women's professional hockey. There is It is our professional hockey league, the Minnesota Whitecaps. They made it to the finals last year. They're a good club. They're a good follow-on social media. So January 4th will be a nice exhibition game to go to on a Tuesday night. Um, If you're still off of school – by then, I don't know. Some colleges and high schools might still be. But then they go back the following weekend, January 8th and 9th, home and home with St. Thomas. Go for basketball. Did win today against Mississippi State, 7-0 for the boys. Because they're scheduled. They're gonna be seven and two by next Saturday because they got Michigan State and Michigan. Michigan State will be here at the barn on Wednesday. And Saturday at Michigan, I saw the game Michigan this weekend basketball team, the men, just what Juwan Howard is doing there. They're just so fun to watch. So fun to watch the Michigan State, of course, with Izzo. again, two very good teams are They get a split. I'll be very surprised. I'll, I'll be ecstatic. But I'm going to safely say they're seven and two after this week. The gals six and four. They got Nebraska tomorrow, and they go to Michigan next Sunday. So we'll see how those games turn out. They had a loss to North Carolina on the first. Um, North Carolina's women's team is pretty good, too. They lost by six. So that was respectable. Bemidji did lose in soccer 4-1. So that tur- their season is done there for the tournament. Um, football. Like I said, the, the beeves did lose last week, but here's how the rest of the finals going to see. You know, uh, the Colorado School of Mines didn't make it to the semifinals against Val State. They'll play and then Fair State and Shepard on the other side. So we'll continue to follow follow
0: Division Two. Yeah, the the nice the nice thing, Andy, for uh, football yep. is the college uh, bowl games are all announced. All the college D one championship conference championships are done. And it kind of – we take about a 10- to 14-day break in D1 football. It really drops off.
1: The Except nice thing, next weekend is the Army-Navy game. Yes,
0: there's always the Army-Navy game that follows, which is really all there is for college football, big school yep. games. And then the bowl season wraps, uh, starts coming in a couple weeks later. But it really gives the, uh, the Division two and the Division three the limelight because yep. both of their semifinals are on, I think, Saturday – uh, this this weekend, yeah. or Saturday and Sunday, and then the following weekend is the championship. So they get to yeah. emerge just for a couple of weeks to get some uh, primetime games on ESPN and whatnot. But uh, they're good. They're down to the final four for both of those division two and three. They'll be done in two weeks.
1: And the division two, if you notice for the first time, the championship game is a night game, eight p.m. Central Time for the championship game. Oh, really? Now. Okay. Usually it's always been an afternoon game. It's gonna be the night game. So oh, really. Yep, so D2 yeah.
0: and 3, people, yeah. you, th- you may think of those as, as less or not as good, not as exciting, but to reach this level of, of the yeah. nationwide teams to get down to this level, you're still dealing with some incredible yeah. teams and incredible talent at this level.
1: I don't care if it's the big schools or if it's junior college. What's well, a championship game. you got two good teams playing, so. Yeah. Beaver Hockey. Uh, ten and six overall. Uh, they took two from Saint Thomas down here in in the big city. Then they'll take uh, Minnesota State to Mankato on up home next weekend. And the girls for hockey. Uh, they swept at St. Cloud. They're up to six and two, so they're turning things around. They're four game winning streak for the girls. Uh, but Wisconsin's gonna be in the town, so that could change things. Wisconsin's always tough, but if they could split there, that'd be cool. That's the bad thing for the girls one, four, and one at home five, four and one on the road. Yeah. Men's basketball beaver, beaver men's basketball split this last week with Missoula Duluth and winning at St. Cloud state. Next week at a pair of home games with Moorhead and Northern state coming into town. Ladies basketball, women's basketball, uh, lost their pair. And they play Tuesday at Minnesota Crookston. And then over the weekend, again, Minnesota State, Moorhead, and Northern State will be in town. The Kraken, if you recall a couple weeks ago, we said how the Kraken were off to like the worst start for an exhibition team, or expansion team. Da 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 da. Now look at them now. Seventh place, not eighth. Nine wins. Two points ahead of Vancouver. Like I said last week they beat the top three teams. They're they're starting to put things together. I think they got a chance. But they're they're making it fun. And that's all you want. I like expand uh, expansion team be fun and competitive, which they have been. Things are looking good for the Kraken. Uh, this week they got three at home. So they'll really pick up a couple wins there. It's always nice when you got the, got the home cooking for the week. Local team, the Minnesota Wild. First place, there they are. Sitting good. They've been hitting on all cylinders. They're doing pretty well. 17-6-1. and one. And they're on the road this week. They're out on the uh, West Coast there. Edmonton, San Jose, and Los Angeles. Baseball. The only baseball stuff we really got is, except for the Hall of Fame, with the lockout going on right now, the, the, the teams can still hire managers. Like the Mets are still looking for managers. Um, Curtis Granderson's name has come up. So, front office wise, Hall of Fame wise stuff like that, you could still hire people. They cannot be in contact with the players though. Uh, the Mets did make a big signing. One last signing got Max Scherzer. Since we talked last, um, those of you who heard our podcast where we had a uh, Rhino on from Tom Wall Tuesday, I did send Rhino a message. I have to have to retract something I said. like I said before last week. Now that the Mets got Max Scherzer. I am all in favor of the universal DH. Ah. When it hits home, you got it. You got to play the cards you're dealt. Uh, Max Scherzer didn't even get a sacrifice hit last year. He was the big goose egg, the golden goose egg. So either we have Max pitch just against American League teams or something like that. I don't know American League cities. And it was ripping on us. Okay, the Mets they cracked that checkbook open for this lockout in case things change with salary caps and whatnot. Right before the lockout, the Mets are real close to signing Chris Bryant as well. Um, and getting back to the Scherzer signing, though, that's only a three-year deal. Um, there's been reports about Scherzer on the World Series. He had a dead arm. Right? He doesn't care about batting and this and that. It's a three-year deal. Uh, look back at the Kevin Brown signings in the late 80s with the Dodgers. A lot of money thrown at him, and they got nothing. If we get a half-decent run, out of Max Scherzer one year and we get the ground healthy for a year. It could be a fun thing to watch those two if they come to your town for a three-game set and those two are pitching. Buy your tickets. That's all I gotta say because you're gonna there's five Cy Young's between those two guys. Was it four or five Cy Youngs between those two strikeouts, no hitters could happen. You never know with those guys. So if they come to a town near you this year, if we have a this year um, they would, that would be money watch well spent. Um, you hear people say, who would you pay to watch? I'd pay to watch Jacob the ground. I'd pay to watch Max Scherzer. Cause you don't know what's going to happen that game. No hitter wise strikeouts, just incredible pitching performance. Very excited to see that. Um, so that's all we can, you know, if you look at major league baseball site, they can't really use player like this is. So it's really nice and heavy on hall of fame stuff right now on there, to an MLB site because they can't mention players who use their likeness right now it's kind of sad both both sides say they want to get this figured out well then figure it out because uh, hockey went on strike about 10 years ago or so and that killed them they're not they have not made it back if we miss any baseball games as much as it kills me to say baseball will be the popular as major league soccer is in this country because fans will just be done with it Albums and new releases, going to the music part of the show. There he is, Steve Vai. He's got a new album out, coming out. His new record drops January 28th, Invalate. It's the accumulation of 61 years worth of inspiration and training. And just for you non-educated people like myself, I had to look up what that meant. Invalate. Oh. Free and, safe from, in, yes, free and safe from injury and violation. I was not positive what that meant or where he was going with us. So I had to look up a definition to make sure. I'm sure it had something to do with violation, you know. but how was he taking it? I didn't know. Steve Vai is so much smarter than I. But he's got a new one coming out. Um, if you go to his Twitter page or his Facebook page, you can pre-order now, but coming out end of January a lot of these concerts we have coming up and albums coming up here it's kind of like christmas shopping online pay attention these are for christmas shops new album coming out by volbeat servant of the mind it was written entirely during lockdown servant of the mind is their eighth album from the denmark band volbeat Their third since 2016. i like these guys I, i like their sound they're a little different kind of reminds me more of 80s metal than today's metal so Volbeat's a very good listen. Now we get to the concerts. Catch Mike down at the Ridgemont Mall. Mike Damont if you need tickets. <laughs> concerts coming up. 93X is Nutcracker. All these concerts are from 93X.com. Nutcracker with Evanescence and Hailstorm on December 7th. Gore, December 9th at First Avenue. Get your pen and paper out, Dan, for these next few. Now these are kind of talking to you on some of these trans-siberian orchestra
0: nice
1: there to me i got i got nothing against them but they're one of those bands either you like them or you don't and they've just never done anything for me i don't know why nothing but a lot of people love them yeah people they're great they're always in like, Christmas time i love
0: the live show great live show i'm, I'm personally not a fan but uh, people that yeah. love, love them love them
1: big time yep now, they've had some great musicians with them. They're they're fine musicians. It's just I, I think maybe it's the whole light show part just is too much for me. I don't know. Nineties experts, Ghost and Volbeat Volbeat February fifth at Target Center. Uh, again, we've mentioned before the evening with Bruce Dickinson at Pantages Theater. Tool March thirteenth, Target Center. There you go, Dan. March twenty fourth, Palestine, Jerry Katro. March twenty fourth. Yeah, March twenty fourth. That
0: I will try to get to. Now, where's the palace? Is that the old? Is it the theater?
1: I believe so. Yes. So, if you want to let Coach Mike and the misses know what to get Dan for Christmas, your closed circuit to Coach Mike and favorite auntie. Number one song. That is awesome Christmas. to see. Uh,
0: that would be some very good stuff. That yes. would be a good concert right there. My album review for him is going to be a couple of weeks out. I'm going to listen to it, get it, do a full review on that because yes. I'm looking forward to that. But that will tie in nicely with the concert there at the end of March. That's uh, maybe that's even nice. wait
1: till the concert and you could kind of double dip concert review and album review.
0: Be a little maybe a little live streaming from the show.
1: Yes, yes, but that's what I got. Um, Didn't touch high school sports too much. Uh, We went heavy on the college. Uh, High school hockey and basketball started, boys and girls. A lot of the rankings aren't out yet. Uh, Some of the rankings I saw even a few minutes for the show were still from last week. Some haven't posted yet because they're not up there. And that's the thing I like about high school and college, basketball and hockey, basketball especially because of games during the week. You can be number one on Sunday, but you're going to play twice during the week, and you could lose, and now you're number five. So it's really hard to update the rankings on a show like this where we're on once a week. So we might not do a lot of the seedings and rankings for basketball because they change so much. We'll have it on the social media sites. We may not mention it here too much because it's such a moving target. We'll talk about the scores of the games. Don't get me wrong. As far as the rankings, go, because it's hard to be number one for three weeks in a row in college basketball.
0: (laughs) And uh, so it's, you know, the, the hockey kicks off into high gear. It's the yep. basketball. It's the wrestling. It's lots going on here this time of year. It really gets wild, um, and it's fast paced. There's multiple right. games a week. We're not depending on the weather. Uh, nothing with outdoor concerns. Uh, maybe if anything, there's uh, limitations on umps and rep- referees and, and umpires and things like that. But uh, it gets get gets moving quick this time of year.
1: Yes, they're fun to watch. Boys and girls hockey, basketball, wrestling. They're all fun to go to get. Go out, have a nice time. See your friends in the community again because it's been a couple of years since we've done that. So but enough of enough about me. Trivia answer, sir. we touched on bowl games there earlier. We're in we're in bowl season now. The announcements
0: came out today. They list out all of the bowl games, but the question was is when they refer on the on the news on the sports channels, what is the New Year's six? The New Year's Six. And so I did some research on this today, just, just for the show to get this out there, is here is the, the New Year's six. And, and, it's, and it's confusing to some extent. Now we know that the, the names are all old school names going left to right, we've got yeah. Cotton Bowl, Orange Bowl here on the screen, the Fiesta Bowl, Peach Bowl, Rose Bowl, Sugar Bowl. Those are the big, basically they're calling them the big daddies. Now they all have corporate sponsors So none of them are by themselves anymore. They're all with the corporate sponsorship, but they call them the New Year's Six. The confusing thing is these are not all New Year's uh, games that are on the New Year's Day, which is confusing to some thinking that these are the big games that you want to be playing on New Year's. Some games of these, uh, some years is the way they rotate them. Could be the 20th, uh, uh, the 29th, the 30th, the 31st, what have you, uh, or the 1st but they rotate around enough now with this bowl championship playoff series. And that started in the 2014 season. It started all that. And then starting with 2015, there's a national championship game. So there's uh, these playoff games. There's, there's two semifinals and that rotates as well. But once they do the final rankings like they did today, and then the bowl championship series puts out their top four and pits those then these these games here get next dibs on who they're going to invite, who's going to be in, included to play in their bowl games. The rest of the bowls can't pick who they want to have or who they're going to get until these get done and out of the way. So that's why they're the new Year's 6 they're
1: the new they're the new year six. And those six, the two semifinal games are always going to be two of those six games. Yep, and the championship. And that game, kind
0: of rotates around also. Yeah is sometimes not part of any. This year alone, this year they're playing the championship game in Indianapolis, Lucas Oil Stadium. That's none of the bowl games, none of the bowl venues. But the national title moves around. But the semifinals will always be two games of these six, and they're going to move around. So the uh, this year when they had the, the top four announced, they already knew one was going to play four, two was going to play three, and that takes two of these bowl games out of the picture. So the remaining four really get first dibs on the best remaining teams out there, however they want to do it. To do their uh, picks and their invites for the bowl season. Once they're done, then all the low, the lower hanging fruit, we call it, uh, in the bowl bowl series, can go and, and pick their teams. And as of today, you know we've got those forty-one games all sliced and diced and, and done and scheduled. And so eighty-two teams will be playing, or uh, eighty-four, I guess, uh, this year. But that's the that's the New Year's six. It doesn't mean they're all playing played on New Year's. Uh, there's there's more games. Yeah, the than the these, but these are the big dogs. Uh, the, the heavy hitters in when you're talking, putting on your cap of college bowl season.
1: Yeah. And the NCAA championship, the championship game is not part of that. That's a whole different animal right there too. And so there was, you know, there's also
0: confusion a little bit, uh, and I might d- dive into this uh, on another episode, but, you know, we have all those championship conference championship games, uh, two on Friday night. All the rest, nine of them, on Saturday, that take place to see who's the champion of yeah. the conference of the of the conference. But that has no bearing on where they go in the playoffs or postseason or whatever. To some extent, it does, but you're still going to take the top four in the playoffs, and then after that, it's so it's more bragging rights and also some. If you win that, you're going to go to a higher bowl game, um, the New Year's Six, perhaps. Yeah. But uh, there is no really a playoff format that includes what they're thinking of doing, what's one option would be to go to a 12 team playoff format, which means all 11 conference championships get an automatic berth. And then the best team, you get 12, or you have the top 11 champions. And then there's, there's really 11 conferences, uh, essentially that have these tournament championship final games, but it really doesn't have any bearings for the bowl and whatnot. other than you want to try to win to move up. And if you lose, you move down, but you get the nice trophy to stick in your trophy case, but, now you see a lot of these same teams now playing in these bowl games uh, coming up. But the later, the better. You want to be playing the later games. The mid December games, that's your lower. Uh, the Gophers are yep. playing a six and six team, but they're yep. eight and four. So that turned out to be a lower, kind of an end game, a lower, a lower game as well, not as prestigious, I should say.
1: And Gopher fans always travel well. So that's why they threw us on Arizona because they know people were down there. But, yeah, and but, and, if,
0: and we got invited to the Outback Bowl and and won that uh, against uh, Auburn. Uh, was it a couple years yeah. ago? Yeah. And so we may have been in the mix to get that, but these these towns also want to mix up and bring different teams in. So they may have said, you know what, we'll bring Iowa, Minnesota can go somewhere else. So they try to mix it up. So you're not going to the same cities all the time. It's a big, it's a fun event for these uh, tailgating and. There used
1: to be birdies. a formula. There used to be a formula. You know, years ago, Big Ten champ, Pac-10 champ, and if you look down, some of them were like. Hey, the third place team from this conference and the fourth place team from that conference played in this bowl game. And they try to hold that true. Like you said, if the Gophers are fourth place every year, you don't want them going to the Music City Bowl every every year. You got to mix it up a little bit.
0: Correct. So that'll be fun. All those are announced. There's no more surprises anymore. Now all the armchair quarterbacks can come out and, and talk about their things. You know, should Cincinnati undefeated? Why aren't they the number one team in the country? You know that's a that's a valid argument. There's no right. undefeated team in football except for Cincinnati. Now they're not part of the Power Five, and so they get right. placed fourth place. But for those who think they're the national champions or should be up there as the best team in football, it's interesting because as the four seed, you are going to play the number one team in the country in that semifinal game. So that's really your championship game, essentially.
1: And here's where, kills, here's where it kills the independents. Notre Dame didn't play last weekend. They had to rely on everybody else to make sure they can get in there. And they were ended up being fifth. They just missed. If they would have had a conference to be in and get a conference championship or had a game against a decent opponent, could that have helped them that last weekend? Uh, Because all these committees like basketball too, and they do their thing. What have you done for me lately? Yep. Well, Notre Dame wasn't on their radar that last weekend. They didn't play. Oh, that's right. We've got Notre Dame. What do we do with that? So it's kind of hard for them to show their – Shoulder muscle that last week they didn't play.
0: It's it's interesting because all these years there was no playoff. There was no playoff. There was no brackets. And so all there was was bowl games. And there's these uh, – you've got the Power Five conferences. Well, yep. they agree to have the brackets and play but only allow four teams. So every single year you're going to have one team, potentially two, left out of not playing at all and winning. This year, I get had two,
1: SEC, you had two SEC teams in there.
0: And I get two from one conference going in. So does that – Does it impact the the spirit of what they meant when they went to create all this? Is that really what they intended to do, or was it just the top best teams wherever they were? Then Cincinnati would be in. You know, who knows?
1: Just imagine if Iowa would be at Michigan for the Big Ten title. So then
0: it it, it would really create some wreak some havoc. But Cincinnati's in first time ever, and on Power Five has been in this, and that'll be fun to watch uh, those guys. But boy, you're getting up to some big ball games here with. Georgia, Alabama, uh, teams that could possibly beat some NFL teams uh, out right. there right now. That's how good these guys are. Now, the Vikings, we didn't bring it up. The Vikings lost today to the Lions. Maybe that's why you didn't bring it up, Andy. I, I, you know,
1: big week for Michigan. Embar- it's the
0: embarrassing.
1: Yes. The Lions win. Jim Katz, Michigan, he goes in the Hall of Fame. Sure. You know, I mean, okay, not a big NFL guy never been a viking fan but you know what i'll give this a, the vikings this is what the 11th game where it was one score what decided game yes, yes. Sixth where, the sixth or it was on the final play so they've been fun exciting games to watch oh yes you know i mean so i'll give you that they've been great games to watch exciting to watch i i had the reason i didn't watch it to tell you the truth is I don't have anyone from Detroit on my fantasy football team. I have no from Minnesota on my fantasy football team. Didn't care. It's all about Andy during the football season.
0: I, I had it on a, a little bit uh, this afternoon. and um, Quite honestly, before it started, I, I, I thought that if this is a game the Vikings are going to lose, this could be the game they lose. and Sure enough, they were behind, and they got ahead, then they were farther behind, and I went back and yeah, forth. and up I losing, so part. not surprising, but Thursday, Thursday's game. Yes. Thursday night football is going to feature the Steelers at Minnesota to play the Vikings in a big matchup of what two teams, Andy?
1: Well, the Steelers tied the Lions a few weeks ago, and the Vikings lost to the Lions. So,
0: so the Lions have lost Vikings, every game they played except two. One they tied against the Steelers, one they lost against the Vikings, and those two are playing head-to-head. So there's some no, comedy involved for Thursday night's game.
1: And you look at the Vikings' team look at the numbers. Take away the record. Kirk Cousins, arguably one of the best four quarterbacks in football right now. Our receiving core, I'll put them against any teams, two receivers in the league right now. A healthy Delvin Cook, top three running back. Our defense, I think me, you, and nine other guys could probably do a better job. Because how do you have that offense number-wise and be five and seven. That's, you know, Imagine but what I got to say that
0: one. Won all those class, those uh, final minute games, if you win all those, imagine what the record will be, or if you lose all those, but they're right in the middle of the pack, but uh, it is what it is. Yeah,
1: so uh, before today's game, they'd won two on the final play, lost three in the final play. Okay. or something like that, three or four on the final place. So they should have a couple, three more wins, but like I said before.
0: That's interesting. This time of year, we're getting deep into the season and things are shake, shaking out. And uh, some of the poorer teams now are looking ahead to that all-important NFL draft in April, who they can get. Now, album review, Andy. Album review. Here's what I've got. Skid Row. Skid Row 19. Whoops. Here we go. I got to change this here. Let's share that. I'm going to share my image. okay oh, intern, Johnny. I, I in. found out. I closed it. I closed it. Here we go. i got to bring it up again here.
1: Intern Johnny, what the hell? Problem
0: with interns here. uh,
1: Yeah, hard to get good help. Anyone looking for a job as a free intern, please message us.
0: So we've got
1: album review today. I don't know where you kids are, but we got a lot of wind out here today. Cold, cold snap here for us in the frozen tundra.
0: There we go, Skid Row's debut album. By the american heavy metal band skid row released january 24th 1989. after being noticed by manager doc mcgee skid row signed with atlantic and began recording its debut album the album was recorded in lake geneva wisconsin now for those uh are not familiar there's a studio there that they recorded at called royal recorders it's at the back end of a motel The band stayed at the motel, recorded in the back end of the studio in Lake Geneva back there in 1989, 88, I should say, and uh, they had to stay clean. They all had to stay sober. They recorded this entire album without having to leave the motel, no riffraffers around to get in their way, and they were kind of secluded there in Wisconsin. The The band promoted... Uh, but mainly they they were an opening act on tours by Bon Jovi and Aerosmith during 1989 to 1990. That's where these guys became so popular is that they were able to jump on the coattails of these two big uh, mega shows going on at the time, Aerosmith and Bon Jovi. This album went five times platinum. Now, here's the... uh, Here's the, uh, the the songs, and then we'll get into some of the uh, band members. Uh, it gets kind of comical here, band members. Here's the uh, track listing, Big Guns, song one. Song two is Sweet Little Sister. Very good song. Song three, Can't Stand the Heartache. Song four, Piece of Me. Song five is 18 in Life. Song six is Rattlesnake Shake. Song seven is Youth Gone Wild. That that song was their first one they released uh, out there to the public. So that was where they got their opening. Uh, there was heavy rotation on MTV also with the music video. Song eight is Here I Am. Song nine, Making a Mess. Song 10, I Remember You. And song 11 is Midnight Slash Tornado. Boy, the end of that song, the outro to Tornado had some good, good music there. But the song I Remember You was a ballad.
1: Power ballad, yeah.
0: A power ballad that went on to become the number one song in 1990 for proms across the US. The number one prom song requested in 1990 was Skid Row's I Remember You. Now, the guys that wrote it together refused to put that song on this album. They said, no, it's a good song, but we're not putting it on the album. We're going to be known as a chick band, they say. Yep. And the rest of the guys in the band and the manager says, you know, you know, we got to put this, this song on there, that power ballad. And boy, uh, that music video for that uh, went huge. The song 18 in Life, one on heavy rotation on MTV with a music video. And then they released Piece of Me, also released as a promotional single. So they got four songs released. And uh, the total album length, 39 minutes, 28 seconds. Now into the more interesting things. Skid Row was formed in 1986 in Toms River, New Jersey when guitarist Dave the Snake Sabo met bassist Rachel Bolin. Now Rachel Bolin is not uh, his real name. That's a man named Rachel. It's a combination of uh, Richard and something else that he made the name Rachel combined the two and was known as Rachel. He met him in a local guitar store where Sable worked. As they started sharing similar musical influences, they began rehearsing in Boland's parents' garage. And then guitarist Scotty Hill came in, who was playing from a previous band. And then they got the drummer, Rob Afuso. Rob Aviso? Afuso? Aviso? I'm not sure the pronunciation. Avuso. What's
1: that? I think it's Aviso.
0: So Aviso was playing as a uh, the drummer for a Rush a Rush cover band, a tribute band for Rush is where they got him from. Uh, and then they had a, a lead a vocalist named Matt Fallon. Matt Fallon. They got together, started doing some recording. started playing And it was Doc McGee who took notice of them and says, you know what, you got to get rid of that lead singer. Um, he doesn't have that much. You guys are all full of drive and full of energy lead vocalist did not they said you need a new lead lead vocalist which turned out to be sebastian bach they get him in the mix and then they take off guess who recommended uh sebastian bach andy
1: well dot mcgee had a ton of bands at the time so had to be uh...
0: It was John Bon Jovi's parents who said, You know what? I'd get Sebastian Bach if I were you. Remember, they're all these New Jersey guys are all together. John Bon Jovi, yep. John bon Jovi was very close friends with uh, Dave the Snake. And they said, We are going to make music our career. And whoever makes it big first, the other person has got a promise to help out the other band. Well, Bon Jovi makes it big. Skid Row comes in a little later. Dave Sable says, Hey, you got to help me out here and John Bon Jovi books them on their opening acts and they work pretty close together to help get them some business. But Doc McGee was there. They get Sebastian Bach into the mix. But Dave the Snake Sable, really the instrumental part of this whole band from the very beginning. Now, Sable, we'll tie this into sports and songs, Andy, was a very good athlete in high school. In fact, was being scouted possibly by professional baseball scouts on his high school team only took for him to attend one kiss concert live to say, I'm not going to play baseball anymore. I'm done. Forget sports He's hanging up the cleats. He says, I've got to go into rock music. It took a kiss concert uh, back in the day in high school for him to turn down playing professional baseball in the future and playing um, hard rock music. Fuso is the drummer, Rachel Bolin on bass, Scotty Hill guitar, Dave's the Snake Sabo guitar and Sebastian Bach once again lead vocals. Now, when they did, the 20th anniversary edition of this uh, came out, the 20th, no, the 30th edition anniversary deluxe edition. They do a cover of KISS. They play Cold Gin live on one of their songs in concert that you can get if you get the anniversary 30th edition of this uh, once again whole gin song by ace fraley but they had such a big kiss connection uh, that really helped them uh, helped them uh, blossom now back when they first released this this album they had limited reviews because some say you were too similar to the other bands out at the time which were warrant and great white were coming out at the time they said you got to be a little more different some critics said this is really good it's it's powerful stuff uh it's heavy metal but it's it's just different enough and uh so they had just enough of a different feel to uh, to do this now when they started touring remember they played they opened the act uh, opening act for Aerosmith and Bon Jovi those uh those years and then they started Part of their tour included an appearance at the Moscow Music Peace Festival in August of 1989, Skid Row of 70,000 fans. But the event was organized by Doc McGee as a penance as part of his uh, conviction for drug smuggling. Doc McGee had a prison deal and he reduced that and got a plea out of it and says, I'll organize and make some money uh, for a peace festival in Moscow. Yep. That. So they put together all these bands, Skid Row pushes in there, and McGee um, uh, was able to do this to and featured basically artists that were managed by him or his brother. <clears throat> and then they played, uh, opened up for Aerosmith on their pump tour, that lasted a year. Now at one concert in Springfield, Massachusetts in December, a fan threw a bottle on stage during a Skid Row set during the concert. Well, upset, Sebastian Bach picked it up and threw it back into the crowd. Well, it hit a 17-year-old female fan in the face. The incident was filmed by a different fan. Bach was arrested after the show. He was set free on $10,000 bail and received three years of probation. So they had some issues, but uh, uh kind of wild stuff but sebastian bach came in later into the band that really final finally uh moved them up this this album went five times platinum five times platinum uh skid roll but i didn't know what uh influence that uh, dave's the snake sable had in this whole band it's basically his the songs are written and composed by uh, uh by him sebastian bach is you know, the vocalist yeah but if writing but it's bold also rachel boland they uh they uh really are the two the two uh the two connected the chemistry here for this band
1: dave sabo no relation to chris sabo but dave sabo's dad matt was a professional tennis player oh he was athletic yes
0: yeah he was a very uh, good baseball player very athletic but uh I found it interesting that he found uh, he uh, got in after going to that KISS live show in his high school years and says, uh, Professional sports is not for me. I'm going to get on stage. And he did it, did quite well. You
1: mentioned mentioned the Moscow Music Peace Festival. A couple of stories about that. First of all, if you can find it online on YouTube, you can find any of it on YouTube. Cinderella's performance during that was the best. Because I'm a mark for Cinderella, I love him. That was very good. But the whole thing about that concert was this whole, you know, by God, kids, you should be a straight edge, no drugs, no drinking, anything else. There was more drugs and drinking on that plane flight over to Moscow than there was at Woodstock, okay? <laughs> this for The stories I've heard, there was so much drugs and drinking on that flight that everyone was like, oh, we're all so perfect, happy little straight edge. Kids. No. No, we're here just making a check it's a great concert it was kind of like a, a live aid of heavy metal yes you know yes um but cinderella's concert performance was great on that because they were just up and coming so they had you know balls to the wall on that one a lot of good performances on that if you could watch it um really the worst performance on that was bon jovi's to tell you the truth because they had a lot of the harder rock bands on there so the, uh, there they did a great job you know
0: the last thing I was going to mention here is uh,
1: they had a, really
0: the critical and commercial success of Skid Row made the band a regular feature in rock magazines back in the day, That's such fun. as Hit Parader, Circus, and Metal Edge. Uh, they were they were they were in the write ups, the articles, the reviews. They were out there, uh, and I think I was on, a big Circus bon magazine guy. connection with these guys.
1: I was a big Circus magazine guy in high school and junior high. Yes. Like, uh, um, you mentioned their first album two of the four songs they released were ballads that's why they did peace with me at the end to kind of save that hard rock no really we're not because they were getting to it first yeah they did you've got a while the two ballads come out and they were kind of getting compared to night ranger hey you call yourself a rock band what's with all the ballads you know they kind of had to go okay rock song please you know because now i think it's night ranger but look at the songs they released and listen to some of their albums you know, they well, released this,
0: the this. This is another one, Andy, that I like more of the songs that are never released on this album than the songs actually yes. that were released. The good ones are the ones not on that not, not been released. The heavy. There's some good, there's some wild
1: and Part songs. of that, I think, for me too, is I I agree. I like the other songs. I think I has got overkill on those other four. That that's why I just got sick of them. You know.
0: Yeah, they they got really heavy rotation. Uh, on mtv and, and where they played a lot but that also helped them
1: right but, uh
0: i could i could fast forward to the song as if i hear him on, on my cd player now on the sony walkman i'll fast forward yes that's, that's all probably. i've got for a album review this week skid row a little sebastian bach
1: yes he's still going strong on solo tour i don't know how like i said i believe he still does a lot of the skid row songs so i don't know what the deal they got financially with that
0: Well, Skid Row. If you look on their website right now, they do have you know tour dates coming up for this next year, so they're still playing. I'm not sure who the uh, who's all in connection with uh, who the band members.
1: singing or what? But yeah,
0: I don't know the the details to that. But certainly look it up if you get a chance. If there's fans. All right, that's all I got.
1: That's
0: all I've got too. Have a good week, everyone. We'll get into some uh, little D2, D3 football previews uh, this next weekend. Yes, we will. All right. Thanks. See
1: ya.